Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Blair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hey, my friends. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a quick moment to remind you of two very important things. First of all, it seems that I have several pesky imposters over on Instagram harassing a bunch of you. They rip off my profile picture and a bunch of my old posts and use it to create a bogus account. They'll often use an Instagram handle that closely resembles mine, which, if you didn't know, is cosmic.oracle such as cosmic.oracle.dot or cosmic underscore oracle or cosmic.oracles. Clever. Then they go and follow a bunch of my followers and send them a private message saying something to the effect of, I read your name and felt a strong energy and connection and thought you wanted a reading. What's your zodiac sign, love? And then they proceed to ask for money. Unfortunately, I'm unable to take action against them because they block me, so I can't see them or report them, but I know about it because I get many, many messages from loyal followers with screenshots of these scammy conversations. And I gotta say, they can get pretty rude and verbally abusive when they are called out. If asked, they'll often say that this is my backup account. So please remember that I only have one Instagram account, cosmic.oracle, and that most importantly, I will never reach out and ask you for money. It's rude. It's gross. That's not how I want to vibe with you. I love you. I respect you way too much to do that. Also, always use your discernment when it comes to anyone who offers spiritual services of any kind. Don't share your precious, beautiful, valuable, energetic Akashic field with just any old fucking bozo showing up in your DMs, okay? Look into the person and more importantly, check in with your heart and make sure it feels truly aligned and resonant with you before you proceed. Okay, so that's out of the way. Second reminder, my 12-month group immersion Heart Star Creator is now open for enrollment. (sighs) I'm so excited. This program is designed to bust you loose from the trappings of the false matrix and guide you in designing, creating, and living the life of your dreams in the highest timeline for yourself for your loved ones, and for the whole entire collective. And yes, it is possible. I am living proof. I am literally living the life of my dreams that I designed and created in my highest timeline, the highest timeline for my loved ones and for the collective. And I am chomping at the fucking bit to show you how it's done. So if you're ready to fuck up the false matrix and change your reality in the most amazing someone pinch me can it really be this good kind of way then come join the party let's take back our creatorship together and reclaim this realm and all that it was meant to be click the link in the show notes to check it out and now let's get into today's show 
Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. Today, I have with me Gary, who is um, a member of Soul Space and a podcast listener. And he posted um, in Soul Space recently about some intense spiritual experiences he has been having for, it sounds like a long time. And like maybe there was a break where it stopped and then it's recently resumed, but with some like added oomph to it. That's how I understood it anyway. Um, and yeah. something about Gary's post just really caught my eye. And I was like, oh, there's something to explore here. And it wants to be shared so other people can hear it too. So I'm pretty sure Gary is joining me from are you Ireland. Uh, no, England. England. Okay. I thought maybe just at Ireland time on Calendly. Anyway, okay. Gary is joining me from England. Um, so I'm really excited about this conversation. I have no backstory at all. I just want to hear about it. And I think that there's something, there's some clarity that wants to come through the Akashic Records. So Gary, welcome. And thank you so much for being here. And thank you for being willing to share your situation with us. You're welcome. <laughs> so <laughs> do you want to tell me whatever, tell us whatever you feel, you know, compelled to share about yourself and then kind of launch into the story of the experiences you've been having uh yeah i mean i guess i guess i could start like um years ago like um around eight to ten years ago i used to have sleep paralysis a lot nearly every night um like it was just a thing i wasn't um open to spirituality at that point um i just thought it was the thing i did when i was asleep um uh and then like i met my who is now my wife um and things kind of stopped and then since um about a year ago um i was, like stumbled across a few podcasts and like tinfoil hat and such and then came to your space um and I'm sorry, I'm terrible at speaking. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, like, I start opening up to things, um, trying to like explore my own spirituality and what what else there there, there is in this universe. Um, uh, and then I started like um, I bought some tarot cards at Christmas time, um, and I've been exploring that and trying to learn things. And then the sleep paralysis happened again. Um, and this time it was just like crazy. Cause like when I've had it before, like it was just like, I can't move. Right. Okay. Been here a million times. Like I know what I'm going, I know what's going to happen in a minute. I'll be able to move again. But then like this last time it was like really strange because like I woke up like half awake, half asleep in that like weird kind of space. Um, and I had the sleep paralysis again. And I was, I was like walking myself through it, like I do in my head. <laughs> and then I kind of like felt this, um, like a radio, it's like a radio going on, like on the, the right side of my body, like, like it, it felt like a bubble kind of thing um and i had to kind of make out something was going on with it like there was sound but i had to like tune into it and then when like 
I turned the radio up, so to speak. Like it was just this really weird chanting and it was like, um, no, 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 excuse me. <laughs> um, and then like, I just really had to like force my voice out to like break it. So like, um, uh, like really kind of like see it in my chest and then like push it out of my mouth. And then when that was done, it all stopped. And I, like, I just woke up like, oh shit. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the sleep paralysis that you experienced a long time ago before you were into anything spiritual, did it, was it just like literally the experience of waking up, but your body is still asleep, it can't move and it feels kind of like weird, but there's really nothing else yeah. going on around it or was there anything else to it? There was always like a sense of like black mass, if that makes sense. Black, like black mass or masks? Like black mass, like black smoke, black somethings, like other times, uh, like I, I, I remember like I, I would always try and break it with my voice. So I used to like, I remember being like, I off, kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, like I never. I'm not very intuitive, I don't think. So I, I, I can't say like, you know, what it could have been. It was just more like the feeling, like the feeling of the, the black mass that was like stopping me from doing what I wanted to do, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that you're intuitive if you pick up on that, but there's, it's probably just like, you're at like a certain layer of intuition and you don't go past it. But I like if you can, you know, if you because I'm assuming you weren't seeing a black mass, you were just feeling you were just aware of a black. Yeah. Mass. yeah. Like, oh, in all of in all of my memories of sleep paralysis, I, I, I don't remember seeing anything like I didn't see anything this last time. Um, it was just more like a like a total feeling. That, that's the only way I can describe it is like a, it was a feeling. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that happened, used to happen to you a lot, a long time ago yeah. before you met your, your wife, your now wife. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like, uh, I suppose I just went deep into the matrix and forgot that side of me. And then like, I don't know, things for like eight years or so, just never had it, but before, um, had it again. And then I start like coming into this awakening process and lo and behold, <laughs> it starts, yeah. but I, I, I was like, as soon as I, like I, it, it happened and I, I woke up and I got out of bed and I moved around, I was really, really glad it happened because it, pr it proved to me that there is something like more, you know, that was like a moment where I could just really see that there is a lot more to this universe than just my physical body, if right. that makes sense. Right. Was it scary while it was happening, though? Yeah. Like, not like, not like scary fear, but just kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, and then I was awake and I was fine. And then mm. I, like, I told my wife about it and then kept her awake. Because she was more scared than I was. 
<laughs> Has she ever experienced anything like this? Um, no, she's been awake um, like years ago when when I was in the sleep paralysis state. But I don't know. She hasn't ever experienced a paralysis. But she like, did she experience like spiritual things at all? Like what, what was her take on it? Um, she is happy to pretend it doesn't exist. Okay. So she- like, cause it really freaks her out. She has like a really brilliant imagination and, um, like I'll, I'll tell her things that I learn about and she's like, oh, I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> so. Right. So she believes leaves in it and she's like i just don't need no i'm just gonna like i just don't want i don't want, yeah i'm not she's, open to that stuff coming into my life that's right she's um she's happy just being a mom <laughs> yeah okay so right there's there are things formulating so i'm really curious will you tell me slash us um about kind of like more or less the like the nutshell version of your life, but not necessarily in the trajectory of like the linear, like I went to school and then I graduated and I got a job, but more kind of like, like, who are you? What has your journey been? Um, that's, that's, a, that's a hard question for me because, I mean, I went to school, hated school. Um, in fact, I, I hate school so much. We, hang, we homeschool our children. Like, um, and I guess I've never felt like I fit in with society, like careers, what you're supposed to do, buy a house, have a dog, drive a car, like none of that is, has ever been something I'm able to like, keep going with. It just doesn't feel right to me. Um, I guess, I don't know. Can you repeat the question? Sorry. Yeah, no, that's a, that's actually perfect because that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, I'm trying to get a better sense of who you are, the circumstances you were born into, sort of what belief systems you were raised with, what like what were your what were your parents doing? Part of me is feeling, especially because you described that um, almost like a weird chanting that I'm like, hmm, is this is this past or parallel life energy? Is this lineage? energy like is it you know is there something coming through your parents did anybody at any point in either your lineage or in your past lives or parallel lives um practice any kind of ritual magic when you were born did you always feel different than everybody else and just like you're describing just kind of looking around and being like i don't really buy this whole model of like reality that we're all agreeing to but here i am and i'm just a kid and i guess i just have to go along with it um did you have any weird experiences as a kid um, yeah, I mean, my mum's my been like very spiritual ever since I can remember. Um, she would always see mediums. She had tarot card decks herself and, um, that sort of stuff. I mean, I, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't fit in with, with society. Like, I just, I feel like if, if something's going wrong for me, it's because I deserve it from something in the previous life, you know, like, or any like timeline or something like i don't know like finances for me is just like that's a whole other ball game <laughs> like it doesn't work <laughs> um i was ran over when i was tiny <laughs> you were uh, run over 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really bad at like, uh, having conversations. That's okay. You're doing great. It, so when you were like, do you have childhood memories? Um, very, very vivid. Um, I remember just being a right pain, um, like very energetic. Uh, I was always very physical, like with sports and things like that. Um, I had a very wild imagination, uh, that used to scare me. <laughs> um, that's, that's about it. I think okay. that's all I really remember. Yeah. And when you, um, like when you're, you had your wild imaginings, what was the nature of them? What were the kind of things that you imagined? Monsters. <laughs> and I can, I can swear to this day, I have this, uh, this, uh, memory of father Christmas bending down in my room, putting presents on the floor. Like I remember that, like it really happened, like in the yeah. red suit, everything, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a, a good amount of information. Other than that, your parents were like working class. Yeah. Normal. Your mom was spiritual, but like they were just kind of, you know, regular folks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. There's, there's really nothing else there. I don't, I don't think. Okay. All right. I'm going to tune into your Akashic field and see what wants to come forward. So just um, bear with me for a minute. It takes me a couple minutes to tune in. Sure.
All right. There are a few things coming through. Um, but I also want to give you the opportunity to ask any questions too. It just helps to, it helps me to latch on to information because it's just, it's infinite information. So it's kind of like just floating in an infinite sea and it gives me something to like grab onto and translate. But the first things that are coming through is, um, Go, going back into your childhood, I just feel like there's something there. And it kind of feels like when you say that you were afraid of monsters or you imagined, you had a wild imagination of monsters. Um, it's challenging because I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what Essentially, what I feel is like I think you I think that you are astrally tagged, which is something that I've been noticing for about a year, meaning that there's something about you that it's it's like tagging like a fish like um you know, like we would like wildlife preservers or whatever would catch a fish, um, tag it so that they could track it. And then like, it's a catch and release. It kind of feels like that. Like you were tagged and there's some, um, consciousness that has an awareness of you. And it feels like it is associated with basically like interdimensional beings, I just want to open up and see if like what these monsters were like, if they ever felt like, like aliens, if they felt like literal monsters, even if it was just in your imagination, um, like what kind of what you thought they were. Black mass is the, the thing that comes to my head every time. It's, it's just like, it's nothing, nothing like I can describe. It's just black mass. Right. So that's totally fine. Um, it just feels like to you when it comes to mind, it's like a collection. You just kind of described it earlier as smoke, like dark smoke. Like there's a consciousness. It represents like a, a conscious being of sorts, but you can't grab onto any details about it. Yeah. Like a shadow. Like a sh like you down a footpath, there's trees and the shadow of something is coming through the trees, but you can't quite make out what it is as mm -hmm. such. Um, okay. So just, were you always kind of scared of that or like it was easy for your imagination to grab onto that idea and freak me out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to try and clarify this idea of astral tagging um, and then I'll pass it to you to see if you have any specific questions about it. But it almost reminds me of some alien abduction stories. Um, just without the abduction experience, but sort of like they, there's 
a process of repeatedly observing you specifically. And I can't really tell why, because it feels like a lot of the observation is meant to be non-interfering. Um, I haven't obviously looked yet at, well, feels obvious to me, but I haven't looked at yet who this black mass is or this, you know, the observer is. Um, so I can't really say for sure if it's, you know, benevolent or malevolent or whatever. But um, it feels like just they're able to watch you. They're they're able to see you. And in the sleep paralysis, all the experiences of sleep paralysis, the first layer of what's coming through is that It's kind of a bilocation experience. So it's like um, on one hand, your physical body is in your bed, in your room. And on the other hand, your astral body is elsewhere. Um, and that's the mass that you are like you're. So your consciousness is detecting the presence of something that is not necessarily in the physical space with you, but is in the fourth dimensional space with you. And you're having a real interaction and you're not supposed to wake up while that's happening. And so it's kind of like waking up during surgery. Like you're not supposed to wake up during surgery. You're anesthetized. So they have you in an extra deep sleep. Um, they put your body into an extra deep sleep, which is partly why the spiritual or the sleep paralysis experience is that paralysis where you have to force your voice out and essentially you're not even necessarily ending the experience but what you're doing when you force your voice out is pulling yourself deeper into the third dimensional experience so that you separate from your awareness of what's happening that was what i really was going to ask you today was am i having projections that I don't remember. And then it, that, this is exactly that. And that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That's what it is. But I would, I wouldn't call them, well, they're astral projections, but not in the same way as we're like, it feels there's, there might be an element of permission to it, but it also feels, it feels like you're, you are being, um taken but you might be going with your permission like you might have agreed to this i can't see that yet we like i have to look into okay so rather than you like projecting out of your body and just like you know surfing through the cosmos like you are you you are being taken out of the 3d and into the 4d um but again, I don't know if it's like a bad thing because sometimes I think it is definitely possible that, you know, you would perceive it as a, a a dark mass because it's not really here, but you also, you're sort of split in your awareness. You're aware of it. And even with that like weird chanting, it can potentially be like weird chanting because it's dark and it's bad. Or it could just be the way that you're your physical senses and your brain as you move back in your body is processing the information from a different dimension. It wasn't my voice though, with the chanting. It wasn't 
anyone no. name like yeah i know it's it is actually other beings right yeah. <laughs> okay so where do you want me to go from here what would you like to look what i really would like to know is is like am i a starseed and if so where am i from mm -hmm. tell me that that would be amazing Sure. Yeah, I can tell you, you're definitely a starseed. Um, and that's really, I think, why you're tagged is there's. I'll definitely look into it and flesh out like why this whole thing is happening. But um, Syrian is what I get, predominantly Syrian. So the consciousness that, I mean, the confusing or weird, like very hard to articulate piece of star seeds that I've come to understand is that we're I will say we're all but I don't know if that's actually true many 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 of us at least are living parallel multiple like multiple incarnations in multiple dimensions at the same time so the star seed aspect the way I used to describe it and many people understand it and describe it is like where's your soul from um, but it feels more like hmm, let me just clarify it for myself before I try to say it. I guess it is kind of like, where's your soul from? So maybe like your soul um, usually incarnates, let's say in the sixth dimension in like the Syrian realm slash realms, <laughs> you know, however many I see multiple ones. So um, that's usually where you're hanging out. And then you came here at this time to be part of this you, there's a reason that you came like you have a purpose um you possibly have a mission and the the tagging aspect i just have to sit with it for a second but if do you have any follow-up questions while i i sit with it don't worry about interrupting me i can do both at the same time um do i have any dark things around me because that's like one thing i'm very worried of yeah. if if i'm for the dark which i don't want to be or if i'm for the light then oh. yeah Um, okay, so I think this is exactly why I like I noticed your post 
close enough. Like we need to talk. And there's something here that I can't articulate just on my own. I need to do it through a conversation with an actual person that it applies to. But um, you are, you're like recruited. You are an indentured. So you're, you, your soul is for the light. Your part of your consciousness is being used by the dark. Um, and that's where that, it feels like tagging, like, right. Like they figured out when you were coming, like they knew you were coming basically. They figured it out. Uh, I think this happens for a lot of us, honestly, they figured out your entry point, the, the parents you were coming through the whole plan. They tagged you right from the start. Um, the intention was to basically like, at very least, keep you like asleep, like in a trance within the false matrix. Um, but it there's an element that feels a little bit MK Ultra E, like in these astral, like when you go, when you're being taken, like um, they're. Programming your consciousness with things they want you to do. I don't want you to feel like be afraid that you're like a Manchurian candidate and you're being triggered to kill somebody. It's not like that. It's it's nothing like that. It's they don't need everybody to do that. They just it's like programming your consciousness. For example, how you said like finances, you just don't get it. It's, it doesn't work out for you. So it's very beneficial for them that you would have that perception of yourself. Um, because what it does is, you know, really chops off your, like your mission and your purpose, like at the knees, it hobbles you. So you can't really move forward in the, the amount of power that you intended to move forward with in this incarnation. So you're kind of always stuck um, like on a hamster wheel sort of situation of just trying to keep, you know, keep up with survival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there is also something else. I just want to peer into it again for a minute. Now, I didn't know this was happening. <laughs> this is my first. I'm really glad I listened to this nudge and that you were willing to do this with me because I like I could sort of see the vague outlines of maybe something like this happening, but I actually couldn't really see it just on my own explorations. But I was recently talking on the the lightest podcast episode, the solo one about how they plant seeds in our psyche so that we create what they want us to create. And um, I'm seeing that probably a lot of us that get tagged on our way in um, have that extra like creator ability or something like that. I don't know that if there's something, there's, there is something different about our consciousness. We're just meant to remember um, so that we can basically do it differently here than it has been done for a long time um so we can kind of like mutiny <laughs> um and take over this place again 
And so it feels like they take uh, like many, like you're not alone when that happens. I mean, some t- you might, it also feels like maybe there are some procedures that happen, but again, it's on your astral body, not your physical body. Okay. So it's not a real physical abduction situation, but they are like almost like you're all watching the screen and they're, it's just like super fast flash, like propaganda kind of um, like the things that they want to seed you with. They're so, so they're like deeply, deeply in your astral subconscious. They are planting um, a bunch of seeds that you aren't even seeing in your real life. So you don't like you have even more of a disconnect from it. You don't even know that they're there. And they're, this, these seeds are just about basically they're wanting to reinforce the, the timelines. Have you heard of um, Project Looking Glass? Wiley. <laughs> Very okay. slight. What I understand of it, I haven't researched any of these projects. I've just heard other people talk about it. And um, I could, some of them are just like, oh, yeah, I know that that's what they're doing. That makes sense to me. But it's like they have this, I think it's like a chair that you get in. I don't know, something they tried to repeat it in in Project Montauk. But anyway, where they they can see all of the most probable timelines that are available and they can pick which ones they want. So they can project into the future and see like how a certain timeline actually goes. And they use, I think they use like psychic people and then some, there's some weird technology to do it or something like that. And I mean, I really, really believe that's so much of what CERN is about is like mm-hmm. putting portals to these specific timelines and demo demolishing other ones that they don't want to have happen and like funneling energy to those timelines and it's like they're using a bunch of star seeds who are powerful creator beings um on the astral plane like if they figured out your entry point they catch you they tag you and they then like i don't know like re-educate you it's like a re-education but it almost it almost doesn't affect your own personal life it kind of does Insofar as you're meant to not wake up and move into your starseed power, but they want to use your power in very deeply in your astral subconscious by seeding it full of the timeline, like trigger cues that of the timeline they want to favor so that so many creator beings, their powerful energy is going to creating that to rendering that timeline into reality do you think maybe that they're using me to do that yeah yes yeah well they can they'll stop can't they (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah they definitely can um okay so i just want to look again at like these i don't know i just want to get a better picture of it if that's okay that's fine Like, I think when you were little and you had 
you know, you say, see, it's so easy for us to believe, oh, I just had an, a really vivid imagination. And, you know, that's it because you never saw any monsters, right? So it's just like, I must have just been yes, an overactive imagination, afraid of shadows and whatever. Um, but I don't know, are your children afraid of shadows? No, because they got their dads to look out for them. <laughs> so every time they get scared or have a bad dream, I always talk to them. Um, and then they were, yeah. And so my, my was... son, like a, a spitting image of me, like he, he's has such a, like the sweetest nature in the whole wide world. Like he, he gets really scared. Um, and like, and then we talk it out and then he's okay. But I, I think from what, like, I remember, plus like what my mom and my older sisters would tell me about when I was a child, like we would, we're just like two pieces in a pod. Yeah, because he's probably having a similar experience because it often is generational. Like they just figure out the line that somebody's coming through and then they can just like fuck a number of you at once. Right. Um, but I, like essentially the reason I ask is because like not all children have that level of, you know, they they don't see a shadow and freak out sometimes it is because you know we saw an inappropriately mature movie um but you know when we were not ready for it whatever like definitely there are other reasons that kids are afraid of things but basically what i'm saying is like it feels like on a deeply again subconscious level when you would see shadows even if it wasn't actually a being it triggered your awareness that you had no context for it in your real life, but it was actually a reality that you're experiencing that there are things that come for you. And, yeah. you know, so it was just like extra scary, even if it wasn't real in the moment that you were afraid. It's like, you know, it was triggering a fear based on an experience you were having, but had no recollection of. Right. Um, so... It's interesting that you say that your your one son is having similar experiences. Okay. And then when you started using the tarot, and your mom always used to use the tarot. I'm not against tarot at all. I obviously use them for my energy reports. Um, and my year ahead readings, and I love it. So I don't, I'm not somebody that believes that the tarot is automatically um, a bad thing, but 100%, it can be a portal to communication with other or like allowing them in. It, it does kind of give them permission to come in. Yeah. And that was my thought. Like, I, since, since the, uh, the paralysis, I just like set them down. And I haven't really touched them maybe a couple of times since, because I, 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 I felt like I've opened something up again. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you use any kind of like <clears throat> spiritual hygiene in terms of like cleaning off your energy, grounding, <clears throat> any kind of like um, prayer, anything to sort of keep your work field sealed kind of um like before 
I was talking with you. I went out for a cigarette. I stood there and I said, right, I take all my power back and I'm going to let Amy read me. And I did like, that a few times. And then some other times where I was like, say, I'm taking my power back. Such things as like that. And I see, I see shooting stars really often. So every time I see a shooting star, I wish, or like I, I say hello to it as soon as I take my power back or something along those lines. Okay. Well, that's great that you have like an awareness of calling your power back to yourself. So it's not being, um, basically you're, you're like denying your permission to participate in these things. Um, I just want to see if there's any guidance on how to disconnect from this program that you're this, this tagging experience, um, this astral experience and just like get any dark entities out of your field. Um, before I can get that, it, they're sort of nudging me to ask you what, like when specifically, what age did the sleep paralysis start? Oh, your recollection. The best, the best memory I have was, uh, I was about around 16 years old. Um. Yeah, that that's that's about as far as I can remember, and that could be wrong as well. <laughs> My recall is really bad. Mm -hmm. Okay, and do you remember, like, did anything precede it starting that you can kind of make an association, even if you're like, well, it's not like that caused it, but there was like, is there any like trigger association? Uh. I mean, if, if my memory is right and it started when I was 16, it was around the time we moved into a, um, an old chapel and there was like some incidences of unexplainable things in, in that house, like, uh, with my mum being dragged out of bed and she'd see a dog. Um, I was reading my little brothers at the time. They were only small. I was reading them a story at that time and I saw like a a misty thing come across the room um, and there was like, yeah, things like that in that, in that house. Um, that's about it. I think like there wow. was nothing. <laughs> but, wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then my next question is, did anything change when the sleep paralysis started and like I, for you in the way that you felt, like, was there any kind of delineation point where you're like, I don't know, I just started feeling depressed or kind of angry or, and I, I mean, obviously if you're not sleeping well, you would also feel like tired and just kind of crappy, but was there anything more pronounced than that? Um, I, I remember as long as my memory is right, 
Feeling really, really, really anxious about people's lives, like uh, my mum's life and my brother's life and sister's life, like really to the point where it's like really uncomfortable. That did happen. Um, I just, yeah, I just remember that. Like I was at work all day and I just had this horrible feeling. Uh, Yeah, I guess around, I'm I'm hoping it's around the the same time. yeah, I was around at 16 or 17, so give and take, maybe. Okay. And was it associated with anything in particular? Like, could you put your finger on what you were afraid would happen or it was just a new anxiety? I, just utter feeling. There was no no explanation to it. Just just a really bad feeling in the pit of my stomach and my head everywhere. Just, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, like this is the part where being an Akashic greeter is challenging because I'm like, I don't want to say stuff that may like makes you feel like schizophrenic and paranoid about your own life and your own self. Um, definitely don't want to leave you worse off than I don't, I don't want you to regret having this conversation. Um, Um, I've been called crazy loads of times. It's okay. (laughs) Well, but I don't want you to feel crazy. That's the point. I don't want you to feel that or believe that about yourself. Um, it, it just, it feels like. <sighs> there's, there's multiple layers, like the stuff going on in the chapel feels separate, um, but not separate at the same time. Like it all weaves together. But I think the point 
uh, the point that you like started to remember um, having sleep paralysis is a point at which your consciousness decided it was going to try and rebel against participating in this anymore. And so your your consciousness was trying to wake up in your body and like, I don't know, like, it's not like get, it's not like you're trying to get back per se, but you're, I mean, may, maybe get back, but also kind of wake yourself up. Like, I don't think you had a plan. You were just like, I'm not doing this anymore. And yeah. um, after a while, like you just started to make trouble for them. Like that was just your, your intention was to just be problematic and not cooperative. And um, essentially they used your family as collateral to ensure your participation. Um, okay. So they got, I don't know, like you just became, it feels like, again, I'm talking all on the astral level. So this is like an interdimensional experience where you're communicating, you are in the astral, you're talking to astral beings while you have a human body. Um, so you're in two places at the same time. And they essentially like let you know that they can easily take out any or all of your family members or cause them suffering like to make you cooperate basically you know what i mean yeah. and then uh, it feels like eventually you just decided to stop trying to rebel like you just re realized that um but you were always trying to get back i don't know if you're like trying to tell your human self that something was happening or or something like that um so there's some part of like my human self and give power to my astral self could that be a thing yeah or almost like let me see have you ever seen the show severance it's on apple tv no okay the premise of the show is that there's this town and there's this huge huge corporation i guess that employs most of the people in the town and it's i can't remember what it's called but it's a weird it's a weird place and they have this department eventually they develop this new department where in the work that is done is so sensitive um, that they develop a severance program so that you essentially, like if you agree to work in the severance department, you undergo a little like brain modification so that when you go down the elevator to work, you lose all awareness of your self that your normal outside of work self. They call it the outie. And you t you just become aware of the innie who like is, you know, inside the building working. So that basically like the part of yourself in the outside world has no awareness of what you're doing at work. That's how sensitive the the work is. And as the first season goes on, the innies like start to become suspicious of 
you know, darker things behind this, this project and they want, like, I don't know, like they don't really know what, they don't have a fully formulated plan because they're severed from the rest of themselves. But they want to like basically get out, like wake up while they're in the outside world so that they can tell somebody like this fucking weird shit is happening. It kind of yeah. feels like that. Like your yourself for a long time, you decided to stop making trouble for them, but you still were trying to wake yourself up and communicate to your human self that something is happening. But I don't think that there was any further plan than that. I, like, you know, right. like. That with the flesh. <laughs> like, like your human self is probably just like, I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> but it was still something. It was like, I don't know, like a micro, micro mini rebellion that you could do in secret. But then it feels like when you met um, your wife and you knew that you were going to have kids and you knew that when you met her, even though your human self might not have known that, like that whole timeline already was the most probable one. So your astral self knew that. Then you were like, I don't fucking anymore. I'm not doing like, I'm not. Don't yeah. touch my family. I will cooperate with everything that you want. And you just quit. And that's why all the sleep paralysis ended because you were no longer trying to communicate with your um, human self. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So I will eventually get to what you can do about it, but I feel like there's other things that want to be seen and understood first. Um, your son, both your children for that matter, you have two? Three. Three. All three of your children for that matter, but in particular the one that, you know, um, is the spitting image of you. What are his experiences? Like how old is he and what's he reporting when he, you know, he's scared? Um, he's seven and he's worried about weeping angels. <laughs> like that's his most reoccurring dream. But I don't know if you've ever watched Doctor Who. No, I haven't. Right. So there's like an episode where there's weeping angels and like they're, they're stone figures when um, you're looking at them and then you don't look at them and then they come for you and they zap you back in time. That's what his, his fear is. <laughs> that would be very scary for a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the rest of the time, he's just, I don't know, the sweetest person. <laughs> like, is he having, is he having nightmares or is this something that's scary during the day? It's like, how is it playing out for him? He'll think about it before he goes to sleep. He has nightmares, but then they're few and far between. Uh, yeah, I think he's okay. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, it makes me so angry. It makes me so angry. So it feels like he's also um, like tagged. Is he your oldest? No, he's the middle child. The middle child. Okay. 
Um, it feels like he's also tagged and but when you're when you're children, it feels like the thing is that they don't like I'm calling them dark beings because they have a very selfish, self-serving motivation. However, it feels like the beings that you are interacting with um in the astral field are not like I wouldn't necessarily go so far as to say that they are malevolent because they're not violent. They're not, it's just, it's a program. They're just working. They're part of a program. It's a bigger program. It's like working for the government. And, you know, like if you work for the, the what's, what's the British equivalent of the IRS tax people? Um. Uh, so. <laughs> okay, right. So, right. So you're working for, you know, the IRS in any given country and you're calling people and harassing them about their overdue taxes, whatever you like. But it's not that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just that's your job. You're working for a program. The program is the problem. So these um, entities that you're interacting with, like. They are not violent and they don't need to be and they don't desire to be, that would be a waste of energy. It would be totally inefficient. What they want to do is pre-program your consciousness to support their desired timelines. And they don't need to resort to violence in order to do that. So when children are being, um, it feels like when children are astrally being taken, which the part that makes me angry is probably, I'm thinking like how many children are probably being taken and we have no idea. Um, astrally because we don't know how to protect ourselves anyway they're not it's not actually a scary or unpleasant experience they don't need to do that it's like taking them to school and it's like dream school essentially astral school and they're like showing flashcards and they're just molding their little minds in the astral their astral consciousness to It's like, have you seen the movie Wally? Pixar movie with the robot? Yeah, I've seen it a time ago. Okay, well, well, do you remember when like he first comes on board the big space yacht, and then they he like he's like checking everything out, and he's trying to find Eva, and he just passes by this room full of babies, and they're like, A is for Axion, the you know the big corporation, and B is for by and large, your very best friend or something like that. Like, you, you know, the, all the babies are being programmed and they're fucking telling us on, of course, the Disney Pixar movie. It's like that. Like none of the babies, none of the children in this astral program I can see are being hurt. So, but they're being programmed to manifest the reality, the timeline that suits the bigger agenda and they don't need to resort to violence or torture in order to do so at all. So, um, yeah. Anyway, it's just to say like your son just help him to like, it's amazing that you're homeschooling. And I feel like that's probably why you hated school apart from the fact that it's obviously or to me, it feels obvious that it's it's just like prison camp. Um, yeah. To like, train you uh, in your human self. 
uh, like they, um, I mean, we made the decision to homeschool them when the lockdown struck and I like, um, ever since they were born, I was saying they're not going to secondary school, primary school. I'm okay with when they're small and they learn how to read and write and they do their plays and everything. Secondary school, no chance, but then COVID, the lockdowns and everything was like, it's fine. Yeah. And I, my wife, had, she studied at college to become a teacher. So it was like, oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah, amazing. So it just feels like the most, the best things you can do are the first leg is number one to just very much incorporate in your homeschooling and in your lives in general media literacy so the ability to take a piece of entertainment media or news media any form of information that's coming into us and just like break down the layers and question it and just notice the ways that it's even it doesn't even have to be like a conspiratorial piece but like if they read an article just help them to understand the way the article is kind of guiding them to see the thing in a certain way or if you watch a documentary you can be like hey i bet that there's a lot of other information that they didn't include in the documentary because they want you to finish watching it and have this conclusion and so they left out a bunch of information that would not you know, lead you to this conclusion. Just that kind of stuff will just help him to at least, in you know, be able to deconstruct his own thought process. Uh, And so, you know, he'll maintain autonomy. And then obviously your other children too, which they might even be having this experience as well. I don't, I don't know. Um, And then the other thing, okay, I think we're finally ready to get there. The other thing that you can do that is the best practice, really, I'm coming to the conclusion for every single one of us, um, in order to stop participating in this and liberate yourself, um, as well as your son. I mean, you can't liberate him, but you can teach him how to liberate himself. Uh, essentially I have this huge block right now it's like well, I had so much resistance to it I don't want to say it um, is essentially to call on Christ and develop a relationship with Christ that makes sense to you that is not based on any um, church or you know like and it's not about anybody else's interpretation it's like your own relationship of understanding that is anchored in your heart space because what i have found is that i'm pretty sure that like when we use the word christ what we are talking about is the human embodied representation of the true creator source energy that you know we otherwise call god that is pure love and pure sovereignty and pure freedom and so when we call that into our heart and develop our own relationship with it it automatically seems to like seal off our energy fields and like they just can't it's an impenetrable barrier 
for them. So I think it just ultimately is like we're aligning ourselves with the highest truth of the highest light, which is the highest love. Okay. Should yeah. be okay. <laughs> okay. I'm always like so nervous that if I say that to somebody and then they have like, you know, somebody's had like an awful experience with religion or something like that, where they're just like, I can't even hear you. And I reject, reject, reject. No, I think like in my view, like it, when people would talk about Christianity, what comes up in my head is, is organized by someone, not some the some Christ consciousness or something. So yeah, that, that's, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Awesome. So then I feel like I just want to go into these tarot cards and see if they're literally acting as a portal. And if there's anything that you can do to, um, I think what's happened is you As you've been experiencing the spiritual awakening. Yeah. Um, and you have been actively participating in it and you're opening yourself up to more. Um, essentially, you, you and the veil is thinning for all of us at the same time. You sort of triggered like a bleed through. So from your human end, it's not yeah. so much your astral self. Like, I feel like your astral self is still like, not, I'm not, I'm like, my family safety is everything, not doing, I'm just going to participate, whatever. But your human self inadvertently kind of opened the door from your end so that you now were able to connect um, and yeah, so I, it, it feels like the the noise that you heard, did you feel the dark mass as well? Or was it more that radio bubble? Yeah, it was like a dark radio bubble. Like, it, it's really hard to explain, like. Of course. Like, it was dark, but I don't know if it was dark because my eyes were closed. Like, so in parts of my brain, they're just like taking what's there and trying to form it into something that I can understand or yeah. if it, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, a strange one. Yeah. yeah. Did it feel to you like there was something menacing that was trying to hurt you? No, I don't think so. It doesn't feel like that to me either, but I just wanted to confirm because I remember that was my first impression when I read your yeah. post, but now that we're here. No, I mean, like, just not just this incident, but every other incident where I've had the paralysis, like, it just feels like an annoying thing that is less powerful than me. I, I have power to, like, shift you off into nothingness sort of kind of thing and they're just like non like an annoying bounce <laughs> that's what it is yeah well first of all fuck yes you do have the power to shift it off totally and i'm so glad that you feel that and you know that because that's like 
the most essential thing for so many of us to remember is that we like our sovereignty, our free will is everything. And we absolutely have the right to say, fuck off out of my space. Like you can't be here. Um, from here, now that we're in the, the, the reading, like, I mean, you're in a cash field, what it feels more like is like less like a consciousness that was trying to intrude on you and more like you just accidentally opened up the door from your end. And so, you know, then you were almost like, it's just like you were sort of bilocated again. Like you, your consciousness is in two different experiences, two different dimensions at the same time. And, um, your, your, your human brain is processing information from that other dimension, which gave it like a really intense sort of sound quality. Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't like a being trying to impose itself on you. No, I mean, the chanting was so strange. Like I, I trying to describe it is just really weird. It's <laughs> just like really weird. Um, that she didn't feel like it was taking anything from me. Um, but then what else could it be kind of saying, like, was it trying to, but then like I woke up and it was like, no, nah, go away. Yeah. It or, feels like it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm um, trying to do anything to your body. It was, you just woke up with an awareness while, like while your astral self was there. Like, I don't know where there is. It actually does it for once. The love of God, it doesn't feel like a ship. It feels, but it feels like a space. It feels like, um, like a location. And honestly, if I were to hazard a guess, it feels like it's a, probably a deep underground location on, uh, I think on earth, but I don't know for sure. Um, cause it's not, it's not so hard to distinguish between what is, what this whole thing is. I don't, anyway, whatever. I don't want to get off on a huge long tangent. <laughs> Where you have to listen to my agonized, like, what are ships? <laughs> my eternal question: What is space? But um, yeah, it, it it feels like you were there. The chanting, whatever it was, I don't know if it was chanting while you were there, but it was definitely a noise while you were there. It was a frequency of something you were experiencing in the astral, wherever you were, and then your human woke up and could hear it. And, you know, like you, when you um, forced words out of your mouth, you sort of brought the majority of your consciousness back into your body, which then shut out that information. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's, that, that makes perfect sense. Because that's how I feel. And I have paralysis. It's like people say the people your toes or your, your arms. But for me, it's always my voice that gets me all of it. Like just telling it to fuck off or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So um I guess I'll I'll just see if there's anything else. Do you have like any last question or anything? Is there anything uh, else you want to know? Spirit guides. I'd really like to know about spirit guides with, with me.
Yeah, I feel two. Um, there's a male and a female, and they feel kind of like you are like they they are your Jedi masters and you are their Padawan and they're with you while you're on this um mission of incarnating on earth. So like you went through um, a certain amount of training and preparation to come here. You didn't just haphazardly be like, oh, let me just check out Earth without doing my research. Um, and they were part of your training program. I feel like that sounds so insane as it's coming out of my mouth. But anyway, that's that's <laughs> the information that's coming through. So um, as I said, that there's a male and female They both feel like around the same age, which I don't even know what that means in different realms, but like they're, I don't know, at the same like maturity level slash life stage for whatever um, phase of life they're in, I guess, and or whatever their bodies are. And they, they also know what's going on they know about this astral tagging um and they're they're supporting you as best as they can <clears throat> and like you can just talk to them they're usually kind of like behind you on both sides yeah i hope that helps i hope it gives you like something to latch on to to build your communication with them yeah that does <laughs> okay that's it i was really anxious about this and then yeah this is fine this is good okay um and then you're you said that you're not intuitive but you are you just it, it does feel like what I described at the beginning, like you let yourself go through like a first layer of intuition and then you just don't, you haven't yet decided to go deeper into receiving more information and decoding it. Um, and you're able to do that now. I, mean, I feel like so many of us are where you can just start tuning into these things but always like, I'm so serious. And this is like a message to you. Everybody's listening as long as it resonates with you. You know, I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do, but like more than ever, we're have, we have to use like strong protection and strong discernment. And just like even saying um, a prayer, like kind of when you say, I take my power back, even like if you're working with the tarot, if you decide you want to keep going with the tarot or whatever ways you want to pursue anything of developing your intuition or your psychic abilities or anything, exploring these things um, as you progress along your, your spiritual awakening, just, you know, like you said at the beginning, like declare yourself for the light, declare it, declare it all the time. Like I am here for the light. I'm working with the light. I'm working for the light. The light is working through me. I absolutely like, you know, like I am the offering to the light. And if you can, throw the word Christ in there through your own understanding, it seems to be the thing that m makes the difference, that makes it like solid. Um, 
yeah. So I think I think that's it. I think that's what I got for you. I feel like it's complete. How do you feel? Yeah. I feel good. Should. Yeah. You uh, feel you feel like you I was like re- talking to me? You're gonna be like, you have so many demons, get out of it. But I I don't wanna talk to you. <laughs> no. That's good. Um a little bit worried about um the the tagging and uh, the looking glass thing with my son. I'm not too bothered about myself. Like the the threats or whatever you want to call it. Um, if I don't play along, then I'm going to do something to my family. And like, I feel like I need to, I don't know, grab a sword and go and chop them all up. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like they, if, I just want you to know too, I'm glad you brought that up because they can, they don't want to. That's not like, they don't have any desire. There's just no, it's kind of like, you know, again, to bring it back to the IRA, like they'll make threats. They don't actually want to act on those threats, but they can and they will if they have to, but they don't want to. That's not what they want. So it's kind of like they reminded you that, you know, how um, vulnerable are and mortal our human selves are and that, you know, yeah, they could, they could crush your, your, the people that you love, but they don't actually want to, but you know, so they're not actually threatening your family. They're more just being like, cooperate with us or else. I know, I know that's a threat, but it's not the same. Just like yeah. empty threats to invoke my love for my family. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Using, using that against you. And, um, and then with your son, it's sort of like, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't tell him about this if it were me, only because to be a seven-year-old and hear this shit, like, what do you even yeah. do with that? So, but th- that's why I say, like, just really teach him to have his own mind and his own thoughts and also talk to probably your whole family in whatever capacity feels right for you about just, like, declaring yourselves for the light and just being, like, Developing some kind of relationship to the light, the the powers of good that is outside of the framework of anybody else's interpretive doctrine, but that, you know, essentially like acknowledges that there are forces of darkness and we, we don't want to willingly or unknowingly lend ourselves to that. We're here for the light. Um, and that's like, that'll just set him up to at what whatever point you know, he kind of like comes of age in terms of his own maturity, not like the legal age, but whatever, like he comes into his own sort of sovereignty in his consciousness where he'll have a foundation to be able to know how to take him, like take his power back, as you're saying. So you've been like trying to take your power back, but not really understanding, not having all the pieces of the puzzle to be able to do that. You're just instinctively saying like, I take my power back. Um, whereas now probably you can be like, oh, I understand what I mean when I say that. Like I take my power back. I take my energy back. I take my consciousness back. And so yeah. you're kind of preparing him for that without imposing that on him before he's ready to step into it on his own. Yeah. That's good. That's, yeah, because my children are starting to 
wonder about God and everything. So you can kind of slowly nudge him towards the light a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, even just acknowledging it, right? Like it's really powerful even for us to acknowledge God and acknowledge the light outside of any kind of religious framework or doctrine or anything that, you know, kind of feels limiting to us, but just, it feels like an expansive, beautiful field of love and that that's an actual option that we get to choose if we so desire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll let you go, Gary, so that you can process all this information. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but thank you. Um, thank you so much for being willing, as I said, to let me read your fields. I don't usually like just randomly reach out to people and be like, oh, and we were saying too, should mention before we started recording, Gary was like, and he reached out to me on Instagram. And I was like, I did? I'm sure I reached out to you in Soul Space. And then he was like, yeah, I remember I messaged you on Instagram. I was like, I don't remember that. And then I was like, was it one of my imposters? Did they try to like sell you on a cheap reading? And he was like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. So here's the reminder. Um, I will not reach out to you on Instagram and try like out of nowhere and call you beloved and say grand rising and tell you what's your zodiac sign. And I was really drawn to your energy and your profile picture and things like that and try to get you to pay me for a reading. I just will not do that. But possibly, potentially, occasionally in soul space, I might see a post that I'm drawn to as I was with Gary's where I'm like, there's something here and I just need to ask this person if that's okay. And that's what happened. So don't, please do not let this <laughs> fuel these stupid scammers. Um, I won't do that. That's not me. And I didn't ask Gary for any money. So, you know, just so you know, I do not reach out randomly to people and ask them to pay me money. That's not how it works. So that's my PSA. Thank you, though, Gary, for being open to this and being willing to sit with me for a while. Um, it's been so much for reading me. It's been really good. Awesome. Yeah, it was my pleasure. And thank you, beautiful listeners, for coming along for the ride. I really hope that the information in here served you in some capacity. Hey, my beautiful friend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Third Eye Awakening. If you like what you heard and you want to go deeper, then head over to my website, amybelair.com, and check out my store, which is full of my past programs, courses, modules, masterclasses, light codes, etc. that are powerful and they are potent and they pack a punch, not gonna lie. They are here to support you, accelerate you and activate you in your spiritual awakening and psychic development journey. And slash or if you want to stay in my most current vibey live energy, then I suggest that you head over to the Patreon and join me there. At the lowest tier level, which is only $5 a month, you get a secret bonus episode for every Third Eye Awakening episode that goes out. You also get a weekly energy report and light language activation, and you get a new moon and full moon emancipation transmission. So 
those are some fun ways to play. And I'll just remind you that I always have live programs going. So keep your eyes on my website, on my social media, and here on the podcast to find out what is the most current offering that I have. Either way, I love having you in my world and I hope that I get to meet you and work with you soon.